the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get to it on a Tuesday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Elizabeth Sotolaro is in the studio today, and uh, we got some different things to talk about. We'll hear from Senator uh, Bozeman coming up at 635, 7 o'clock, of course, Bible Guys, but it will just be Bible Guy uh, this week because uh, Scott couldn't make it and Steve can't make it, so Billy will be here today. And one of the big questions for Billy today is, ufos had a couple of questions about ufos today so we'll talk we'll talk that uh, earlier i'm waiting for iverson jackson to get back to me because last night he was down in the hot springs area talking about uh, critical race theory he was at the vapors last night so we'll find out how that went i'm waiting for an answer back from him on that so i look forward to that but right now i want to talk a little bit about uh the democrats and what are the Democrats up to? What are they doing? Well, They're doing what they always do. As, as I <laughs> pulled into the parking lot today and I was looking at uh, stories uh, that were breaking out uh, in, in the newsland, one of the stories that really caught my attention uh, was one that came out dealing with uh, the, uh, the new uh, senator from Georgia. Uh, Mr. Warnock? Yeah, Warnock. Yeah, Warnock. Warnock now has come out and denied, he is denying that he ever opposed voter ID laws. Oh, that is denying BS. It? I knew he yeah. changed his position. Yeah, well, he changed his, <laughs> yeah, 180. All right, 180. Do these people think we don't see video and we don't know the news? Well, they think they can <laughs> gaslight us all the time. I guess. All right, I so guess. anyway. Here's what Fox News wrote. Senator Raphael Warnock claims he has, quote, never been opposed, unquote, (laughs) to voter ID laws. It's ludicrous. But a review of Warnock's (laughs) past comments found that he has been a fierce opponent of voter ID requirements. (laughs) Quote, I have never been opposed to voter ID, Warnock said. In fact, I don't know anybody who is. What? Oh, my God. (laughs) Who believes people shouldn't have to prove that they are who they say they are. Well, let me just give you the rundown of why suddenly not only he, but many other Democrats are backing off, uh, you know, what went on in Georgia, what's going on, uh, you know, here in Arkansas and other states as well. A new poll by Monmouth University has found that 
fully 80% of Americans, that's four out of every five that they uh, they talked to, support it requiring voters to show a photo identification in order to cast a ballot. Only 18% oppose it. Now, if you're a Democrat, the last thing you want to be caught then doing is opposing voter ID because 80% is so strong, that's like almost a third rail now that you're getting into. Yeah. I mean, that if you oppose it, you're going to step in, on the rail that's got all the electricity and you won't like the results of it. So uh, kind of interesting situation uh, in this whole thing about suddenly Democrats ex- expect to hear that several Democrats are going to say, well, I've never been against voter I ID. Never. 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 Oh, good grief. Problem is, they're on the record now. They're on the record. And we all know it. But they think that they can talk around it. They really do. They think that they can can talk around it. We'll see if if they're able to. Because you understand Warnock's concerned. He's up for re-election already. Well, right. And so is uh, the other person who won there in uh, Georgia. I can't think of his name right now that he won as well and uh, he's been quiet i mean i've i've seen newly elected officials not offer much this guy has offered nothing zip it's so so little that i can't even remember his name <laughs> i was gonna say i have no clue who that tells you that about. you know that tells you what happens on something like that so warnock beat purdue wasn't it purdue Yes, he that's beat who Purdue. Beat. That's who he beat. Okay, so we'll we'll find out uh, how that's all going to play out. I I believe both of those Senate seats are in play. I believe that they are, and they should be. Well, sure, definitely they, they, they be. definitely should be because uh, was it Abrams? Is that her name? Kept saying that the governorship was ripped out of her hands. She, she is shut. Thinks. She has shut up about voter id as well you're right you're right they're not i mean the one thing about the democrats is they're very good at looking at the polls okay and they know that the american people are totally for voter id the other thing they're changing their position on they talked with jen saki about the uh, violence in our country last summer right and, you know it had nothing at all to do with anything racial or anything like that it was all because of covid that's why we had a rise in crime last year yeah she totally ignored anything other well, than let me read, COVID okay. in her answers, right? You, so you're talking about that. Us. How about this? They asked her yesterday, <laughs> does the president believe that a 15-week-old unborn baby <sighs> is a human being? All right. That was the question. Here's her answer. Are you asking me if the president supports a woman's right to choose? He does. And I think the journalist should have said no. I'm no, 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 no. Let me you, let yeah. me say the question again. Yeah, you know he should have restated the question for her. Yeah, you've not answered the question. The question is, of course, they won't do that with the Democrats. Now <laughs> like that question, that question comes up. Why? It has to do with the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Imagine. Hmm. They voted one sixty-eight to fifty-five to pursue the creation of a document. That could lead to pro-abortion rights politicians being banned from receiving Holy Communion. And that's because 60 Democrats in the House and the Congress 
wrote a letter, and, and they say that they are Catholic, and they wrote a letter to the Catholic Church and insisted that they are the ones who need to tell the Catholic Church what the Catholic Church's doctrine needs to be going mm-hmm. forward on abortion. Yeah, they did. They did. They, did they, did. they told the Catholic Church, you don't have the right, you know, to, to ban people from the Eucharist because of abortion. What? Yeah. Yeah. Who do I they know. think they are? Yeah, especially when you look at where the Catholic Church stands on abortion. And for how many eons? Yeah. For <laughs> just about ever. So uh, here's what they're saying. They said, if we take uh, Biden at his word, one, Joe Biden believes that unborn children are human beings who bear inherent and equal dignity and a right to life. But two, Joe Biden believes that this particular class of persons should be denied protection against homicide afforded by law to all others. You can't have it both you ways. Can't, I was gonna you got to have it one way or the other. You either got to be pro-choice or pro-life. You can't. There's you, no in between. There's no standing on the fence on that one. And that's what Biden tried to do. That, that Saki turned around and answered a, that question. You know, does he believe that a 15-week-old unborn baby is a human being? And then says, are you asking me if the president supports a woman's right to choose? No, that's not what the the... the the guy said that's not at all what he no asked. he didn't ask does he support a right to choose he said does the president believe that a 15 week old unborn baby is a human being and she refused to answer the question which Who is had no, the nerve that's to even no ask. surprise i don't know I, i'm wondering which journalist even had the nerve to ask probably what's his name from fox uh she said that uh, are you asking me if the president supports a woman's right to choose he does if that's the case then he does not believe that a 15-week-old unborn baby is a human being. Can't do it. It's that simple. That's simple. If you say it's all right for somebody to kill that person, then, you know, you can't can't say that a 15-week-old unborn baby is a human being. Unless, and and that's where point two comes up of what we were just saying, that the Joe Biden believes that this particular class of persons – should be denied protection against homicide that's afforded to you and me by law. You know, if you haven't come out the birth canal yet, then you're not given that type of uh, protection. Well, and I also remember that they talked about putting the baby over to the side while they decide whether they want to keep that child alive or not. Remember that? Yeah, well, that, mm-hmm. that's been going on for some time. <sighs> what do you call, they call it humanitarian care. Yeah. That's that's right. the words that they use, humanitarian care. Uh, if a baby is born, let's say a baby is supposed to be aborted and it lives, then they they institute, you know, humanity, uh, humanitarian care, which at most hospitals is letting the child lay on a table and they put a blanket over it. That's humanitarian care. This is the thing. They're changing language, Dave. How long have I been saying care? that? Well, you know this, but but the thing is, and you know, then you've said it. But if you haven't heard this, folks, the first step to totalitarianism is changing the language. We will not be able to communicate with each other. You can't convey ideas from one person to the other. And what happens next is you shut down and well, you quit. That's fighting. what's so big about in the in the book and in the movie 1984 yes. that you have to understand. They talk about newspeak. They talk about that what once was 
a certain thing now has changed to be something else. We've seen this going on here in our own country now when you say the word infrastructure and infrastructure over the years has always <laughs> been bridges and and uh, roads and things of that n- nature. And now we've got social infrastructure <laughs> that they don't call it social in- infrastructure. They just call it infrastructure from the left. And that's child care and things of that nature. Social nothing, infrastructure. Nothing is the same. Nothing no. is the same. And it's why I ask, you know, Congressman Hill and Congressman Westerman very often, have they gotten their new leftist lexicon? lexicon. Well, you, know? you need one, and you've got to have a new one every single day. Just about. Every single day it's changing. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, Bruce Westerman has said he has to check and make sure what they're talking about before he says anything about what they're talking he's about. He's smart to do so. I mean, I'm surprised we can even use the phrase voter ID that we started talking about a moment ago. The, the left has not figured out a different way to say that so that it doesn't convey voter ID, makes it very clear. Oh, they will. But they will, oh, they so will. watch for it. It's coming. Keep watching for it, yeah. Hey, Cabot Emergency Hospital, don't forget about them. They're 100% uh, physician-owned. You heard... Uh, rd talking about them yesterday and how great they did with one of his workers who cut himself so badly uh they needed to get him to the emergency room to get stitched up and they were getting ready to turn towards uh north little rock and the uh the worker said i'd rather go to cabin emergency hospital because it's a lot closer and uh rd said yeah you know you're right so they went over there they got him in in five minutes he was out in 20 that's how fast and well that's your key they know that your emergency matters. They don't want you to have to wait to get back and see a physician. And then, uh, you know, the deficient uh, physician assistants and nurses, uh, and they get you back to your life faster. They take care of it. They Look, if you cut yourself and you need to get uh, stitched up, it, it's not, uh, you know, a big deal to figure out what you need to have done. They get it done and get it, and get it finished. Always open 24-7, 365 Always have a board-certified emergency physician on duty, and they got that radiological suite that I've talked about, the x-rays, the CT scan, the ultrasound, and an MRI. On-site labs, pharmacy, and they got you centered in the bullseye to take care of you immediately. That's Cabot Emergency Hospital. All right, so a couple of things to be watching. Uh, I've already given them to you today. One... Watch the Democrats now, the the left, say that uh, as well. Flip-flop. Can you yeah, say flip-flop? kind flip of the flop. same thing. Yeah, they're going to flip-flop. You it's got summer. Let's, Georgia let's Senator flip-flops. Raphael Warnock denies he ever opposed voter ID laws. <laughs> I okay. just find this hysterical that they can stand there to our faces well, and of lie course, But they do because better. you know why? Because the because national media will not come out and say, wait right. a second, look at what you said. Yeah, and that's true. The Let national me, media I'm going to quote you for what you said and then read it to them and listen to them uh, try to make up a story right on the spot. That's the point. They can't do – typically, no one is that good that they can do that. <laughs> Especially right. not on their side because they, they hadn't had time to do the polling and hear what the you know overall message has to be from the Democrats. Yeah, well, they're, they're in they trouble do. right now. They know they're in trouble. And, uh, you know, you think, if you think next year is that far away, it's not. 
it's not far at all i heard yesterday about 500 days to the next election yeah well i mean we're going into ah! the seventh month of this year now that's right within a week keep that in mind Primaries as well here 2024 May. is just around the corner quicker than you and they know think. that and that's why they're pushing all this stuff elizabeth they're going to try well, yeah they're trying every which way they can think of doing this you know doing it in a way that is uh you know the way that you're supposed to do it and trying to do it the way that you know that you're screwing everybody well they want to make sure that you know the week before election that they're out there with the correct message because we think you know we know the voters will go vote basically according to the last thing they heard which would be the week of so they're switching the the uh, narrative now hoping that the word would get out I had someone text me it says if voter id is such a bad thing why isn't it challenged in the states that are requiring it now you know they're not going to go out there and challenge it well have you noticed they're not challenging now georgia Mm-mm. i'll tell you who who's going to have real egg. Is- you want to know who's going to have real egg on their face major league baseball <laughs> that's saw- who's going to have really egg on their face and who was it that had a suit against them to try to bring the game back but they dropped the suit i just saw that some of the small ago. businesses in atlanta is that what it was that brought, why brought did they a, drop that suit i don't know I have no I idea saw that. i was i was shocked shocked i, I say haven't followed it that closely uh because it was going i think costing the small businesses like a hundred million dollars or yes, something like that yes i saw the headline go by but i did not read the article but there's been some interesting little tidbits of news in the last few days and they are switching their positions oh yeah and 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 even well, when Flip-flop. you look and you see 80 percent of americans and and nobody else is coming to their aid and, and saying well we did a uh we did a poll and it was only you know you know 70 percent well 70 percent <laughs> is too many too and that would include the democrat voters their base they yep. know that their base see people have been saying this from the beginning the radicalism that they're putting out there even their moderate base on the left is going, what the heck is going on here? And they're not happy. And now they are starting to, and that's why the Democrats are changing their tune, is their moderate base is starting to abandon them. And they can't have that. They can't have that. They won't make it without all that. Now, let's, Stacey Abrams <laughs> uh, has had an, an evolutionary thought about this, too. A uh, story by Aaron Blake from the Washington Post. i got a couple of minutes here. It still isn't clear exactly what will happen when Senator Manchin middle ground proposal on voting rights. So uh, Majority Leader Schumer is planning to bring up the For the People Act, which Manchin opposes in its current form for a vote uh, today while saying he will continue working with Manchin. But that's just about getting to all 50 Democrat votes Mm -hmm. getting to the necessary 60 still looks prohibitive uh, based on early GOP refused of even mansions friendlier uh, proposal. Keep, keep that uh, in mind as far as uh, that's concerned. And so you, you've got all of this different stuff going on now with Abrams and, and all the rest. They're squirming. Yes, they are. Well, they're scared. There's well, they should be. It's about time that the American voter gets them to understand that what they are doing is not our country. Well, yeah. Not I our keep country. saying, and, and I, I still have enough faith in the Supreme Court 
that S1 and uh, HR1 don't have a chance once they come up in front of the Supreme Court. However, how fast will they get in front of the Supreme Court? That's the question. That's a good question. You know, will they be able to do it quickly? If they can do it quickly, then it doesn't affect the next election. If they can pass it and make it law and make them, ha- you know, not get it some kind of a stop on putting the uh, the law into effect on the uh, the right, uh, then you can win this next election, hopefully hold on to the House and continue on. We have to make that change. We have to make that different. That cannot be the outcome. Yeah, well... <laughs> I think Americans, on on a large part, have woken up to a lot of the stuff that they're doing now. Well, if nothing, and starting to understand what it's going to do. Well, and if nothing else, it's parents who are seeing what's happening in their children's schools. Yeah, with CRT, critical and race the rest, theory yeah. is blowing it up, and I think that was one of their major. I mean, they've made a lot of bad mistakes, but that one's in people's faces, and they can't ignore it. And well, you're changing people's opinions. Here's the key: we've all been worried about what's been going on in the colleges for years. They have now moved into the uh, uh, high schools and into ones. our elementary schools. All right, news is next, and we'll be back with the senator on the Dave Ellswick Show. With him. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show, and we're going to be joined in just a moment, so stay tuned with our senior senator, and that's John Bozeman. He'll be talking about agriculture here in the state. That still is the number one business in Arkansas and it's an important subject to be broached and talked about. But I need to tell you that if you've got any questions about filing for Social Security, you can get the answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet that's called Your Guide to Social Security. It's from David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock. It's a 27-page booklet outlining what you need to know, and that can help you get even more income when you file for Social Security. Think about this. If you, if you file for Social Security when you're 62, you don't get as much money as when you file when you're 66 and a half years old and you're fully vested, or when you're 70 years old and you waited extra time. You'll get more money at that time. So you got to understand all of that and pick out which one is best for you. If you're within five years of filing for Social Security, get the free booklet now by calling 501-222-3315. And as a bonus, you'll receive a free customized Social Security analysis that will pinpoint the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone, call them right now. You can leave a message. They'll get this booklet to you. 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. All right, let's turn our attention and welcome from Washington, D.C., our senior senator, and that's John Bozeman. And Senator Bozeman, how are you this morning? Hey, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. And uh, I agree with you. You mentioned that ag is so important to our state. It's 25% of our economy. Wow. But if you get outside of any town of any size, it's probably 85 or 90%. It's all about rural America, which rural Arkansas, which is so, so very important. Well, a lot of Arkansas is rural. I mean, if you're outside of Little Rock or you're outside of, of Fayetteville, you're in rural Arkansas, <laughs> that's, or maybe Fort Smith. I mean, that's the bottom line about it. The boonies. No, that's right. It's, it's, it, again, it's so, so very important. And, uh, and you know, rural America now is having a tough time. One of my real concerns is 
as we see the census, we'll see a decline in many of our counties. So everything now is done by formula, depending on how many people live in an area. So as a result, they start losing funding. And, and you know, they, it's difficult anyway. They don't have a whole lot to, to operate with now. But as we lose those dollars, then that's going to make things even more serious. So what is the number one crop in Arkansas? Is it rice? Is it wheat? Is it soybeans? I mean, which one is it? Well, we grow 51% of the rice in the, in the United States, wow. so we're a huge rice producer. And uh, but, but Arkansas, I think, is unique in the sense because we've got good soil and we've got lots of water we can irrigate, uh, we can grow about anything. One of the crops that's really coming on right now that's new to the state is peanuts. And they have a big peanut facility now in Jonesboro that's brand new. And uh, Arkansas is kind of leading the nation in per acre per acre ability to to grow peanuts. So we don't we're not growing the most, but our but our land is very it seems very conducive to that. So it's really you know all of these things are really interesting, and and we can be very very proud of the agricultural heritage of our state, and, and not forget that how important it is. And you look at a state like Ohio, you know that that. Midwestern, you could, all through the Midwest, Missouri would be in the same category. But all of those, uh, you know, probably ag is right in there in the same way as it is in Arkansas. Well, I'll tell you what, all that good soil, how about bringing some of it to Cabot? Because we got nothing but clay. I can't grow, you know, squat in that. <laughs> we just need to get a good farmer to work with you. <laughs> yeah, that must be it. <laughs> I tell everybody, I don't have a green thumb. I got a black thumb. I just... I, I plant it, it dies. That's just the way it does at my homestead. So anyway, let's let's talk a little bit. What needs to be done for the farmers here in Arkansas? I know a lot of people know that we're big with agriculture, but, you know, I don't know what needs to be done for farmers. You're really uh, attached to that. I've talked to farmers before, and they've said you are agriculture's friend here in Arkansas. Well, the good news is is that the commodity prices are up. The last six or eight years, we've had a really tough time. Uh, during the Trump years, he held uh, China accountable, uh, held a lot of Mexico and Canada accountable. But as we were going through the period holding them accountable, it, it was difficult because they retaliated, uh, you know, with the trade wars. That's settled down now. In fact, uh, China now, as a result of those deals, is importing record numbers of products. Commodity prices are up significantly. They're they're high, which is a good thing for farmers. One of the things we need to do, Dave, is is really push back the Biden administration. Now they're talking about all of these these programs that they want to initiate. Uh, spending, uh, you know, Bernie wants to spend an additional six trillion dollars, and you know these these numbers are just. Uh, it's hard to imagine how much money that is. But even they realize that, that some of that has to be paid for. One of their number one pay-fors is to take and eliminate what we call the stepped-up basis. Right now, if you or I passed away, then, then those mm-hmm. that would inherit what we had, you come to even in the sense of in regard to taxes. You don't count what you paid for it in, in 1950 or you know, in 1980 or whatever, all of a sudden things are even. So you're not you're not really taxed on that. What they would like to do is is make it like a sale, where you're you're 
uh, you have to account for the capital gain, and that would devastate farming. Texas A&M did a a study. Uh, They've got 94 farms that they follow. They've been doing this for decades, and they look at their practices. They look at their finances. Of those 94, 92 of them would owe literally hundreds of thousands of additional taxes on the farm uh, to the point that they would have to sell a good part of the farm, if not all, in order to come out from the tax burden. So these are real things. The other thing they'd like to do is double the capital gains rate. So right now it's at 20%. You, know, you keep a piece of property for a while and then you're, or, or an asset for a while, uh, and then you owe 20% in taxes. They'd like to move that to 40%. Mm-hmm. Along with that is a 3% Medicare uh, provision. And then you're going to owe the, the, uh, the state's going to do another 5.9 or whatever. So you're looking at 50%. So these are real things that, that uh, the public needs to understand that uh, really would devastate not only farming, but also small businesses and uh, medium-sized businesses in their ability to pass those things on. Well, this is what Christy Nome was talking when she came to the uh, the meeting a few weeks back and was talking about why she got involved in politics, isn't it? You're exactly right. I mean, these are... These are real things, and they, you know, we talked about the importance of rural America. This is the kind of stuff that would devastate rural America because what it does is, you know, the average farmer couldn't couldn't pay those kind of tax bills. So what happens is then you have the, you know, the, the, the Bill Gates of the world. You have the major corporations, the hedge funds, uh, starting to buy up uh, agriculture. And they don't they don't operate that in a way that is, uh, you know, that's all fine to some extent, but it's not like having the family farmer whose children are in school, they're active part of the community, giving back to the community in so many different ways. So these are big things, not only financially, but from a policy standpoint going forward, uh, would really have a detrimental effect to, to uh, most of Arkansas. All right, we're going to talk further with the uh, senior senator from Arkansas, John Bozeman. In a moment, i got to get a break in, then we'll come back. And uh, Senator Bozeman, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what do we do about China? I mean, China's a dangerous enemy anymore. They're, they're getting more and more bold in a lot of things they're doing. And you just made mention here uh, earlier in our conversation how important they are in buying commodities from us. They're, they're the number two a market in in the world right now trying to become the number one in supplanting us so let's talk a little bit about that and what we should be planning for in the future about them here on the dave ellswick show senator john bozeman with us here on the dave ellswick show don't forget about dustin turner what justin or dustin turner is doing for you i'm uh getting i gotta find a time that i can get him out there to my house i want him to come out and give me uh, there's like three things that he can do. He can say, yeah, it looks really great, Dave. You've done everything you need to do with the house, and we can get absolute top dollar for your house. Or he can make a, a cash offer to me right from uh, his company, or he can go as is. And he says, the way your house looks uh, right now, here's what your house is worth, Dave, without putting a whole lot of money into uh, fixing it. Because, look, sometimes – 
fixing it is not the most cost-effective thing to do. You spend more money than what you're going to get back, so you lose money in the end. You don't want to do that. And uh, Dustin Turner can uh, work that with you so that you understand it. He's got the plan. The man's got the plan. I mean, he's the guy I keep telling you, if I ever wanted to sell my house, I, I would talk to him. And now I'm just interested, kind of really interested, because I keep seeing top dollar going out for homes that are as is and over what you thought, like $17,000 over what you thought you were going to get for it. 501-952-2969 is the number to call to talk with the folks at uh, Dustin Turner's office. 501-952-2969 or go online to hometeamsoldit.com. That's hometeamsoldit.com. All right, we are back and uh, we've got the the senator, senior senator from Arkansas on, John Bozeman. And, and Senator Bozeman, I left it hanging a little bit to come back and talk to you about this. What do we do about China? I mean, China's not our friend. We know that. They are not our friend. They're doing things, I mean, with Taiwan, uh, doing things with the Wuhan lab. Did you hear that they're going to ask for the Nobel Peace Prize for the Wuhan lab now? Is that right? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm not I'm not surprised. I think in dealing with China, and, and this is not an exaggeration at all, the, not the Chinese people, but the Chinese government, they lie, they cheat, they steal, they manipulate. And the reason that they do that is that China has a huge population. They have to create 20-some-odd million, million jobs every year to prevent social unrest. The coasts are, you know, fairly affluent, but you get into the interior of China, and they've got all kinds of problems, and they've got all kinds of dialects and different peoples. So it's a, it's a difficult problem. So they don't have time to develop things on their, their own. Uh, again, they just steal technology or whatever they need to do to keep things running. So we always have to recognize that when we're dealing with them. I think I think what we do is do like President Trump. You you hold their feet to their fire to the fire. Uh, they 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 respected him because he was unpredictable and they knew that he would he would hurt them economically, which he did. And the other thing that we can do is we've got to look at the supply chain. The pandemic really illustrated how dependent that we are on China, and you mentioned that earlier, Dave, in, in the sense that you know so many things that, that are vital to us, our supply chains, to keep things running, we acquire from China. So we've got to encourage our own businesses to start manufacturing those products so that we won't be as dependent. And really the, the key also is just us having a very, very healthy economy so that we can push back, work with our allies. Australia, people like that, uh, you know, are very, you know, they're, they're coming to our side. Uh, when I was at the University of Arkansas, Coach Brawls used to always say there's two kinds of people. There's givers and takers. China is the definition of takers. Mm-hmm. And so as they spread out through the world, the rest of the world is realizing this. And uh, President Trump led the charge in that regard and so they're starting to push back too, but we've got to we've got to uh, keep a strong economy. We've got to be less dependent on the things that we get from China. And as I mentioned earlier, the tax policies that, that the Biden administration is talking about, raising corporate taxes from twenty one to twenty eight percent, all of these estate taxes, all of these 
uh, you know, capital gains tax. That's not the way to do that. That's not that's not conducive to growing our economy. All right. I've got uh, Elizabeth is here. So, Laro, she had a question for you. Go ahead, Elizabeth. Good morning, Senator. Hey, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm well, and thank you for joining us this morning. Um, are you keeping I- Dave under control? Well, you know, I don't think anybody's capable of getting that done. I agree, I agree with that. <laughs> um, I see where 97% of our farmland in Arkansas is family-owned, and you were speaking earlier, you know, and I know families are having to give up their family farms for these tax bills. When those buyers come along, it looks like Bill Gates and China is buying up, uh, these two are buying up all our farmland. What do we know about those folks buying farmland in Arkansas? Well, again, that's 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 a problem. So we got to make it such that uh, we we put the policies in place that family farmers can continue to own and operate those 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 farms as we go forward. Right now, uh, the tax policy is is pretty good in, in relation to them. Uh, it's not onerous. Uh, it's what onerous in, in inheritance taxes. I'd like to get rid of the inheritance tax, period. But um, if you did what the Biden administration is talking about, every family farm almost would be subject to uh, really difficult situations in regard to taxes. So, you know, I, I think that we, you know, continue to, to do our best to support family farms, uh, encourage them uh and for the most part right now uh with high commodity prices we're moving in the right direction in regard to land ownership and things like that those are policy changes that that, you know we really need to look at in regard to is it is it a good thing you know if you have uh hedge funds and then people like uh, bill gates for whatever reason uh own and then these outside entities uh, you know, coming in and buying significant farmland, is that a good idea or not? That's a that's a very good question that, that our country, uh, you know, needs to grapple with and, and see if we need to make some changes in that regard. Senator, you come into Arkansas all the time. Do you sit down with our local legislators here in the state and talk to them about these issues? Yes, sir, I do. I, I, you know, I'm all around the state. In fact, I was... Last Friday, I was down in uh, southeast Arkansas where we had all of the flooding. And mm-hmm. That really, really impacted our farmers. So in talking to the farmers, then, then we always invite the local uh, you know, state senators, the, the local uh, representatives, and then also the mayors and the county judges, things like that, along with whatever business people or farmers that we're dealing with. So, yeah, and uh, that's, you know, that's how you come up with so much of of what we come up with here in Washington should be derived from, you know, those kind of meetings, you know, talking to the people at home as to what's going on, uh, you know, the various problems that we're we're trying to deal with. All right, last question from me. All right, yesterday I had Nansu on. Uh, He is a writer for the uh, Epoch Times. And he was talking about a new law that has uh, been uh, conceived and passed in China talking about companies that want to come over and do business. And literally, they have to almost, you know, take a pledge of fidelity to the Chinese government. Uh, if the United States, say, wanted to 
bring uh, economic sanctions. They couldn't follow what the United States government was doing. If they tried to do it, they could be sued by the other businesses in China. Or, worst case scenario, China could take away their property. Uh, are you familiar what's going on over there, and how serious is this? No, this is very serious, and it, it's not only it's not only the Chinese businesses die, but but that that also translates down to the Chinese individuals uh, that are in the United States. Their their primary allegiance is to their country and the Chinese government, and so that's a very very serious thing. It's just a it's hard for us in the sense that we tend to think of the Chinese with our values and the way that we operate in, in America, their system is totally different. You know, they're a, they're a communist system and, uh, you, you know, you tow the line to the government or you get yourself in big trouble. Yep. So we have to recognize that when we're dealing with them. And, uh, and, and that's what I say, you know, they, they manipulate they do all of these things, but that's their culture. That's the way that they operate. And so, as a result of that, we need to, to do the best that we can to kind of unravel our supply chains, again, encourage uh, these businesses to come back to America. And as, as these things get more and more difficult in China for, for businesses than we are seeing, and with the, the tax policies that we put in place under the Trump administration, we have seen a lot of that come back. But uh, what we don't want to do is put tax policies in our nation that encourages overseas investment instead of the opposite. All right. We're out of time, Senator. It's always a pleasure to talk to you here on the Dave Ellsworth Thank Show. You. Let's do it more often. Thank what do you, you say? Oh, for sure. And I, like I say, we appreciate you guys. Appreciate the show so, so very much. All Thank right. you. You have a great one. All right. Senator John Bozeman from Washington, D.C. Really interesting to hear some of the things that he has to say. He's aware. I mean, I brought some things up that I didn't know if he was aware of or not. I didn't know if he knew what Nansu was writing about in the uh, Epoch Times, Epoch Times. And the bottom line was, guess what? Yeah, he was. He knew exactly what was going on. They know it in Washington. Now, what do you do to deal with it? That's the question. What are the companies in America going to do to deal with it? I mean, it's a, it's a real question. we got about 15 seconds. Solid and steady. Solid and steady. It always helps. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Bible guys are here. Elizabeth, thanks for being in. Thanks for having always me, Always fun to have you here. And we'll take a break. And then uh, Billy is going to be with us from the Bible guys here on the Dave Ellswick Show. about spiritual things and it's very simple man is two parts for the most part one is physical and uh, dealing with the everyday issues that go on in life and the other part of him is spiritual and uh, 
both of those issues have to be addressed whenever you're looking for an answer. So we do the Bible guys there every week. Go. That's what we do. And uh, we open up the lines for you. Uh, to uh, call us at 823-0965. Uh, Billy is here by himself. Uh, Scott was out, and uh, Steve had to work. So uh, bottom line is we got one Bible. we got Bible guy here today, not instead of plural, just so you'll know. And But we've got several questions, and then I've got a question as well if we can get to it. But let's start off with this one here. And I'm surprised we haven't gotten this question more often, to be honest, over the last few months. Dear Bible guys, with all these new photos of UFOs that are being released, I was wondering, one, what do you think they are? And two, if there was to be life on other planets found, would that evidence hurt your faith? And then three, what do you believe would be the fallout within the three monotheistic religions? And monotheistic meaning that they believe in one god and that would be judaism islam and christianity yeah so um we have to separate in order to answer that the third question correctly uh we have to separate the concept of unidentified flying objects ufos versus extraterrestrials uh, and most people automatically assume these two equal each other, right? If we're talking about UFOs, we're talking about little green men. Um, and that is simply not the case. Um, I have I have watched a bunch of the footage that has been released. I've watched analysis of a bunch of the footage that has been released in the pictures, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so let's deal with the last question first. Okay. Um, if we're talking about you know, a, a spaceship landing on the front lawn of the white house and little green men coming out uh how would that affect um the the three monotheistic religions um i think i think we would find that islam would be affected the least to be honest um as much as it pains me to say it i i think the the adherents to islam are probably uh more enthusiastic about their religion than most christians at least in the in the the first um world countries uh judaism would by and large be unaffected i would think it would depend on what the the aliens had to say but um the orthodox and ultra orthodox would not be tremendously affected by that i don't think um but christianity particularly in america christianity in america would almost end overnight really Um, you believe that i do i do I, i think um, and, and it has to do with the same deception um, that we see in, in so many other areas. Christianity in America has become so watered down um, that I think if little green men came off of a, of a spaceship tomorrow and said, hey, uh, your understanding uh, is is just a little off. Um, you, what you we sent representatives and, and you deified them. But in reality, we were the ones who seeded life on this planet. And we and we were the ones who have been uh, caretaking you forever and blah, 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 blah. Kind of like think the, Prometheus. Kind of like saying. Prometheus. Okay. I think that uh, the vast majority of Christianity in America would end overnight. Um, I think pastors would still be going to churches. I think churches would still exist. But I figure 60 or 70 percent of Christians would cease being Christians overnight. Uh, They would fall into whatever this new religion would be that would be established around the aliens. Now, 
Why do I believe that? Well, you can't even get Christians to agree that Christ is divine anymore. I mean, you've got entire uh, you've got entire denominations out there that want to question whether or not Jesus was divine. Yeah, we've talked or whether about or not that. Jesus was really born of a virgin, or whether or not the Holy Spirit exists, or whether or not fill in the blanks. Right? Uh, Christianity in America is so diluted and polluted at this point that I think it's 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 on tremendously shaky ground here in the U.S., which is why we see um, the numbers of uh, attendees at church, the number of people self-identifying as being Christian, that, that number is just tumbling um, like a kite whose string has been cut. It is just tumbling towards the ground these days. Um, the, the, the surveys that have been done over the last three or four years, um, you know, uh, America's youth doesn't have any interest in Christianity anymore. Uh, and that is, by and large, because Christianity, about two decades ago, decided that it would be easier to draw kids in if we would dilute the truth. Um, you know, we went to this super seeker-friendly sort of Christianity, and it's not what kids are looking for. Kids are looking for um, as much as everybody teaches the opposite, kids are looking for structure and they're looking for truth and they're looking for some rules and they're look they're they crave these things even when they rebel against them because every teenager rebels, but even when they're rebelling against those things, they crave those things in their life. They need those things in their life to help them decide the kind of adult that they're going to become. And because the church stopped doing that. We ended up with a generation of boys who think they're girls, girls who think they're boys, and or they have no idea what they are. Right. Uh, and, they, and they're the same way, not only in their physicality, but in their spirituality, too. Whether, whether they're seeking spirituality through some pagan rites, and paganism is on the rise like a rocket ship right now in, in America. Um, people are seeking answers, and they're doing that beyond the bounds of what we would consider normal religious activities in the United States. Um, you know, Wic- Wicca is the fastest growing religion in America right now. And for those of you who don't know what Wicca is, that is literally the religion of being a witch. Um, Mother Earth. That's right. And it is the fastest growing religion in America right now. So there are, there is still a, a desire for spirituality. It's just that in America we have divorced spirituality from Christianity. Um, people are seeking spirituality through other means. So my personal opinion, and I've, I've taught that I've, I've probably said that on here more than one occasion. Um, if little green men show up tomorrow, I think Christianity around the world would survive. Christianity in America would be uh, not dead. I mean, I'm not going anywhere, but it it would be shaken, um, shaken dramatically to, and to its core. I, I, um, I have estimated based on some of the research and papers that I've seen about the devotion of Christians, I estimate that 80% of American Christians would no longer be Christian overnight. Uh, I really think it would be that significant a swing. Uh, because they don't understand what real Christianity is? Right. That and um, they're playing Christianity, right? They're showing up at, at Christmas and Easter and that's it. Um, well, these aren't. These aren't truly, they're identifying as Christian. Yeah, they're identifying as Christian, but they're not really Christians. They don't have any, there's no basis to their faith. No relationship. Right. So if you were to offer them an alternative that looked shiny, 
um, they'd be easy to distract. Um, you've got a lot of individuals, according to the to the surveys, who cre- who question uh, the divinity of Christ. We've got a lot of individuals who question the validity of the Bible. Um, you know, the the reason that we do the things that we do at the institute. Um, are to help clear up a bunch of the misunderstanding that has been taught about the Bible. If you come in to, if you're presented with aliens and the entirety of your religious education is what's being taught in the modern day church, then you're coming into a situation where you already believe that there are huge contradictions in the word of God. And there aren't, it's a misunderstanding. It's a misreading. You come into the situation not being tremendously grounded in in the biblical history, and therefore it's easy for someone to come in and go, and eh, you just you misunderstood a few things because they're already sitting there with those doubts in the back of their mind, right? Well, yeah, what about this and that about the Bible? Well, yeah, I mean the 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 secular ed- education tells us that the, that uh, a worldwide flood couldn't have happened, and therefore, uh, you know, I, I saw it <clears throat> was cruising through YouTube the other day looking for something and a video popped up that said uh, Noah's flood the only story in the Bible you need to prove that the Bible is a lie and it's like well I'm not I didn't watch the video uh, but the whole concept and this is one of those that every 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 civilization around the world records a flood story period regardless of of where they come from they record a flood story when when the entire world records something as historic fact you should probably check to see and you don't believe that you should probably check to see what's wrong with your beliefs not right. not about the story right so right. uh it's just one of those things I, um so yeah i think i think christianity would in the us would basically be dead overnight uh if that were to happen so the middle question the middle question was if there was to be life on other planets, if they found, if we found out there was life on other planets, would that evidence hurt your faith? And we'll answer it when we come back. All right, we got to let that question hang for a moment. We'll get to it when we come back. If you want to get involved in the uh, conversation, eight two three zero nine six five is the uh, number here uh, to the Dave Ellswick Show for the Bible Guys and uh, Billy today. But if there was life on other planets, if they found life on other planets, would that destroy your faith? That's the question that we'll take on when we come back here on uh, the next segment of the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Pat Davis and his Your Health Plan Man website, yourhealthplanman.com, where you can get all the answers to why he can save you 30 to 50% on health insurance, why this is a perfect health care plan uh, for you, if you're self-employed or you're a small business owner and you want to continue to give your employees health care, uh, it is real insurance. It's not a share plan. You can choose any provider in the nation. How is that possible? Pat has that all on his uh, his website, and you, you can read about it. And uh, that uh, you don't have to have a copay. You don't have to be paying the doctor before he tells you what the problem is. Uh, you can go and not have to pay him anything. And if there's money left over, by the way, that excess money goes to you and not to the insurance company. So talk to Pat Davis about this. Now, you can talk to him in real time by just calling him, 501-605-6935, 501-605-6935. 
501-605-6935 or visit him online at yourhealthplanman.com. I was sitting here just talking to a man here and I was telling him about a show that is on Netflix that I suggest that you sit and watch. And, And the reason is it's talking about the human body. And as you watch it, I will think that you will do exactly what I did as you see it. And you go, why, you know, if you if you look at this, why do you not believe in a in a supreme, you know, scientist, so to speak, right, right. that put all this together? And I'm just looking here. It says TV shows that maybe that's going to be it. I don't know. Yeah, I. Um, most people will be surprised to hear me say, and I will immediately clarify, so don't freak out, that um, I do not totally throw the theory of evolution in the trash. Uh, I believe in the theory of evolution, as long as we are talking about microevolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not believe in macroevolution. Macroevolution is one species becoming another. Um, that I, I firmly throw right straight in the trash. But microevolution, um, change within a species... Um, is we, we can observe that in real life. We, we observe that all the time from isolated groups of birds who uh, are the same species but have developed differently because they, have, they live in different climates and or different conditions. Therefore, they end up with longer or shorter beaks or you know, longer or shorter tail feathers and those sorts of things. Um, you know, we see it in, um, I think, the longest running um, experiment in evolution is a culture of E. coli, which is cultured every day and has been being cultured every day for like the last 35 years. Uh, I think it's 30, coming up on its 36th year. Um, and, and that culture changes every day. Every day we see change in that um, that culture. But guess what? It's still E. coli. It's still that same bacteria. Um, and I know the people out there who believe in evolution will be shouting, well, that's not long enough for anything to have changed. Oh. Well, how long is right? They but, never say that. Um, there, there is a video that we have touted on occasion on YouTube called "The Mathematical Challenges to Darwinism." If you still believe in macroevolution, please go watch that. And that is not from a. There's, there's one guy who's a, legi- a little bit religiously bent on there, um, but those, this primarily comes from um, some of the best scientists in their field, and they look at the mathematical possibilities and essentially throw it right straight in the trash all right so the name of the show on netflix yep. is human the world within human the world within yeah I'll i mean have to go find that. you sit down and watch 20 minutes of that and tell me you don't believe that there was not somebody behind what happened to make a human human i mean they get into look we know that uh memories are electrical impulses and uh uh, chemicals right but how did that come to be right right i mean that that's the question they don't answer that question yeah. we understand it now that that's what's happening well why did it do that we don't have a clue yeah, yeah. we don't have a freaking clue all right so we'll go on to if they found life on another planet would it destroy your faith yeah absolutely not um so the the Bible indicates that the entirety of the universe was created by the will and for the pleasure of God. 
Um, and in that, if we if we then come to the to the New Testament and look at the definition there, um, John chapter one verse one, starting at verse one, says that in the beginning was the Word, and we're referring to Jesus there. Uh, that he w- was with God and he was God. And then we drop down to verse four, I think it is. And it says that uh, all things that have been created were created by him. So um, Jesus, you know, uh, we, a lot of times we will divide, you know, the father into the creator God and Jesus into the the salvation God and the Holy Spirit into the, not what the Bible sort says. Of God. And that's just not what the Bible says. Um, matter of fact, the Bible goes so far as to say uh, when we're talking about the Holy Spirit, uh, Jesus says, I will send my spirit. He doesn't, it, we, we talk about this other being, we talk about this otherness, um, but it, he, Jesus said that I will send my spirit to you. So, um, and we can get into the dicing of the Godhead and I have no interest in doing that because I have to do that way too often. But the point there is, if there's something else out there, it was created by Jesus. That's right. For the pleasure of of Jesus. That's right. Now, here's the problem and scientifically um the problem is it is referred to as the Fermi par- paradox. Uh the Fermi paradox, uh there was a man I want to say in the 50s. Uh I think he's I want to say I want to say it was doctor, but I think he's a PhD which makes him a doctor but not a medical doctor, right? Um and his name his last name was Fermi and he came up with the paradox of if there's life out there in the universe, why do we see no evidence of it? Um, why is if you know if one in a million star systems uh, have the potential to create life, and one in a million of those, and one in a million of those, and one in a million of those, when we look at the vastness of the universe, there should still be millions upon millions upon millions of intelligent beings out there. Uh, at about the same technological level that we are, mm-hmm. and we should be able to detect those things. Why don't we see aliens everywhere? Uh, my personal opinion is that it's because there are no other aliens out there. There are no aliens out there. And I know that the well, gut Let reaction, me just stop you there. Yep. And, and then we'll pick it up on the other side. But just to stop you there to ask this question, why is it so hard for people to think that we're the outliner, that we are that unique? Because to identify uniqueness would mean that there was someone who made us. There unique. you go. There you go. That's that's. It's such an easy answer to that question. It really is because if they're if we're unique, then somebody made us and put us here. And you know the heart is more deceitful. And by the way, there's an interesting sequence inside this show in the second uh, episode about the heart. The heart is surrounded by, um, oh, what's the word now? There's a word that they use about so that you can feel things. And they're not sure whether the brain communicates with the heart first or the heart communicates with the brain first. Right. Which brings up, you know, because in medieval times, a lot of us understand that uh, you know, people say, you know, I love you with all my heart and, and things of that nature. There may be more to that than we've ever thought was to that. And you need to watch this show. I'm just I'm going to push it on you a little bit because it is really uh, a unique piece of, of work and very, very interesting. There's one person very, very, uh, you know, out there that believes in in evolution and all its shapes and forms and everybody else does not and they're all scientists very 
interesting. All right, let's get to uh, Rush. We'll do that, and then we'll be back with more here with the Bible Guy. Uh, Billy Miller is our guest here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's take a break, then we'll continue with him uh, with more of your questions right here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, been an interesting hour thus far with Billy Miller. He is the only Bible guy uh, that could join us today. Scott is out. Steve is out. So Billy is in by him. lonesome sitting across from me. And uh, we started off with uh, a question that had three pivots to it. One, uh, what would happen to the monotheistic religions of the world, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, uh, if, you know, as Billy put it, little green men landed on the White House lawn and came out and had a big book that said how to serve man. Uh, you know, what would that do to people's uh, faith? Secondly, what would it do to our faith if we found out that there was life on other planets? For me, it makes no difference because just as Billy quoted out of the scripture uh, from the, the Gospel of John, you know, everything that is made and everything that is in the universe uh, was, of course, nothing more than uh, Jesus made it. So uh, it's something that we'll, we'll continue talking about. I need to remind you about PI Roofing, and with PI Roofing comes taking care of uh, the last defense you have against the elements at your house uh, from the wind and the, and the sun and the rain and the snow and all the other elements, hail and you name it, it protects your, your home from it. And you want to make sure that it's in good working order. To do that, you call PI Roofing, 707-3551. That's 707-3551. Make up a time for them uh, to come out and to walk your roof and check everything out and make sure everything is working the way it should. PI Roofing, the best professionals, I believe, here locally for your roof. They've done all their my work on my house uh, as far as roofing goes. That's PI Roofing, 707-3551 or piroofing.com. All right, let's go back to if we found out there's life on other planets. Again, I think I'm like you. It doesn't shake my faith for the simple reason that the Bible deals with right. everything that has been created in the universe was created by Christ. Right, right. So if that's and the case, is, there's nothing to be worried about. Right, and this is one of the reasons that I don't think we'll discover life out there. Um, and this is this is a based on some inference from the Word of God. Um, if there are other intelligent beings out there um, that have free will, then they also need Christ. Yet, that's what Billy Graham always said. Yet... The word of God is clear that Christ died once and for all. So either um, Christ, either the word of God is wrong and Christ would need to die for every world that is out there that has intelligent life on it, or somehow um, the act that he performed here is universal and in this case truly universal, mm -hmm. uh, and therefore we have to go and tell little green men that, hey, he, he already died for you somewhere else without the um without the evidence of him having ever been there that would be a tough sell i would think or we truly are unique in the universe because god created us to be unique in the universe uh, uh, do you remember the uh, the movie with jody foster 
where she supposedly contact. Went. Yeah, yeah. And the 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 statement they they repeated several times was, "Do you believe that there's life on other worlds?" And they mm-hmm. said, "If there's not, that's a whole lot of wasted space." Right. But it wasn't really wasted. Of course, that's your 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 uh, your own opinion that it's right. wasted. I don't think so. You look so, at the, look at the beauty that's out right. there, right? Um, and we forget we're looking at this from a human perspective. And sure, from a human perspective, man, that's trillions and trillions of light years of space out there um, that appear to be wasted. But is any inch of the canvas wasted when the painter takes the brush to the canvas? Um, you know, if if he paints a a couple walking along the farm and and paints the sky and from the point of view of the couple on the farm sure the sky looks like it's wasted space but from the point of view of the artist uh it is part of the vision that the artist had and guess what it's a reflection of the artist right again everything that was created was created for him and by him and we missed the first part of that it was created for his pleasure not my pleasure, not, and, and, and in many cases, not even for my understanding. I, my mind's not big enough. Your mind's not big enough. No, no human mind is big enough to understand the will and pleasure of God in its fullness. That's correct. Because he's an infinite being. Yep. Sorry, it just isn't going to happen. Um, and also, we don't know what's going to come next. Um, you know, Maybe you'll be living on one of those planets after, after we've gone through the millennial reign and we are in our new bodies. Maybe, maybe that's part of God's plan. To look beyond, to try to claim that because we don't understand that it's foolishness, displays our foolishness, right? Uh, it's like, look, you're you're dealing with an infinite being, you're dealing with an all-powerful being, and because you can't understand, uh, you declare that it can't possibly be true. Well, I'm sorry, that just, your, your ignorance is showing, sir. Please put that away. Sorry. All right. So the first question was, what do you think UFOs are? So uh, I I think I said already that I have looked at a bunch of videos. I've I've done some research on the documentation that has been released, um, and we have to first identify. We have to first under, properly understand the, the the term UFO, unidentified flying object. In many cases, that is exactly what we are dealing with: something that is flying and is unidentified. Unidentified does not directly equate to little green men. Um, I think there are. We know um, that the stealth bomber technology has been around for 50 years at this point, um, and it's only been visible in the public eye for the last 20 or so, I guess, uh, maybe the mid-90s, which means those things were flying around in the air um, for 20 years, Mm -hmm. 25 years, without the public knowing what they were. Well, that means that our technology was unidentified flying objects at that point. I've seen some of the video, including the one that claims that um, the ship turned and made a a 600G maneuver. Um, When I look at the video and look at the analysis, you have to understand that when you are in a plane moving, and and that video was taken from a plane, um, when you're in a plane moving and something else is in the air moving, unless you uh, can understand its dimensions – then you cannot identify exactly how far away it is. It's very difficult to do that, uh, particularly for reflective surfaces. Um, it's very difficult to determine how far away something is, and therefore, 
uh, very difficult to determine its relativistic speeds. How fast is it moving relative to me and relative to the ground underneath? Um, you can see this pretty easily when a balloon escapes a kid's party, right? When we're close to it and we can tell how big it is, it seems to move very fast away from mm-hmm. us. But as it gets into the sky and gets smaller in in our vision, it becomes harder and harder to see that it's moving at all, uh, much less uh, how quickly it's moving away when from us. When, in fact, it can be moving faster than when you let go of it. And it absolutely will. As the as the balloon moves up and the, the balloon expands and therefore becomes even more buoyant, it moves even faster um, through the sky, and yet to us it appears it's moving slower and slower. These things are very, very difficult um, to, to, to guess, even by – and if you – if you talk to the the folks who are doing the analysis, they'll tell you that uh, it's it's hard to see what's going on here. So, and we don't have the, particularly that one video, and that's the one that's really causing the biggest stir right now. Uh, is you know it appeared to pull a six hundred G maneuver. This is mm-hmm. beyond the the capabilities of uh, even human concept, much less our technology. But that is based on one video shot by individuals whom we have not identified you know was this a training flight and these are brand new radar operators who have seen this i don't know uh and and neither do you that that's the deal because the government has not released that information they released the video and released the audio as i recall as well <clears throat> but we don't know enough about um the circumstances there to really be able to draw any inferences there. Do I believe there are UFOs? Absolutely. There are lots of unidentified flying objects out there. Does that mean that they are alien? No, it does not. Um, You know, we're not the only ones developing military technology out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And until, until our government identifies a, what country has produced some particular piece of technology and b what that piece of technology is, it's unidentified by definition. So uh, I think the problem is that we as outsiders looking into military technology, for some reason, our minds always identify UFO. They want to correlate UFO with little green men, and that is simply not the truth. So uh, I think that's the big deal there. Um, yes, there are lots of UFOs out there. No, I don't think there are green men in any of them. So. All right. All right, let's get our final break in, then we'll come back. Catholic Church has been very, very uh, boisterous, maybe, or just uh, standing upon principle dealing with politicians and abortion here recently. We'll talk about that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about East End Towing. They know all that needs to be known about towing. Uh, They belong to the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board, so they're very aware of what the uh, rules are of the road here in Arkansas dealing with towing. And they know about what the difference between private and public property tows are. Here's what I know that you need to know, that if you're out and your car breaks down, you want to be the person to call for the tow truck, not the police. You don't want the police to call because you don't know, number one, who they're going to call. Sometimes it's just, uh, uh, you know, they call in and they say, we need a tow at XYZ. Uh, they look at their list. Uh, they're at the dispatch and they go, okay, it's Joe Blow that's next on the dispatch. So we'll send them out there on the tow. Uh, when they take and put your car up on the truck or if they hook you, uh, they're going to take you somewhere, but it may not be where you want to go. 
It's that simple, and that can end up costing you a lot of money. So, again, put this number in your glove compartment. Put it in your wallet. Put it in your purse so that you have it. Uh, And it's for East End Towing. And you call them at 888-8849. Now, if you're outside the area code, 501-888-8849. And they'll come take care of you. And then you'll know where your car is going to end up at. And you know what the price is going to be. That's East End Towing. No matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it and has all the answers. Final segment of our time with the Bible Guy today. Billy Miller is in. The other two gentlemen are out. They'll be back with us next Tuesday. And uh, let's go back. Billy had one more thing that he wanted to uh, talk about is dealing with UFOs. Yeah, so I stated that um, I don't believe that there are little green men out there anywhere um, just based on some biblical evidence. But I do want to say that it is also my personal belief. Now, I'm not speaking for all of the Bible guys because I know Steve and I disagree about this, but it is my personal belief that we will likely see um, some ship descend out of the heavens and little green men. I, I, I suspect they won't be green men. But So how can I say that I don't believe in little green men and yet I believe we'll see little green men? I believe that it would be, if we go back to the original question about what would happen to Christianity overnight, Um, if little green men showed up. Uh, I believe it is the greatest deception that Satan could pull for little green men, quote-unquote, to show up because it would destroy Christianity. Um, Not in its entirety, but particularly here in the West, it would destroy Christianity overnight. So I believe it is one of the deceptions that Satan probably has planned. It would, if I were Satan, thinking about how, how to destroy Christianity as quickly as possible, um, pretending to be a little green man stepping off of a ship with all of the answers. And don't think Satan's not smart. Satan is, he's been around forever. Uh, and I use that word generically. He hasn't really been around forever, but he's been around certainly longer than we have. And he is a master of deception. Uh, it would be the greatest deception he could pull and would harm God. Understand that his his fight is not really with us. His Doesn't fight is really with God. Us. Right. We are just a pawn to be used by him from his point of view to hurt God. And the fastest way to do that would be little green men stepping off a ship somewhere. And he's he's got the ability to do that. I mean, he, he has the ability. Scripture tells us that he's got the ability to what we would think of as illusions to create illusions. He's got that ability to create things, um, at least in the minds of man. And it would it would be a coup d'etat of uh, galactic proportions for him to show up as a little green man on the front lawn of the white house it really would be all right last question this goes with a news story yesterday the president was or the president's spokeswoman was asked does the president believe that a 15 year old unborn baby is a human being to which she replied are you asking me if the president supports a woman's right to choose and she said he does the Washington Washington Examiner said that the tense exchange on abortion came just days after the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops voted 168 to 55 to pursue the creation of a document that could lead to pro-abortion rights politicians being banned from receiving Holy Communion. That's a big, big deal. Yeah. So... 
with that in mind, where do you think this ends up, Billy? Um, I'm hoping that the Catholic Church will do the right thing here. And in my opinion, the right thing here is to ban them from receiving communion. And it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they would take the additional step to go ahead and excommunicate them. Um, now, from my point of view, uh, that means nothing, right? I'm, it, it, the Catholic Church could announce an excommunication against me tomorrow, and my statement to them would be, I was never communicated. So yeah, right. <laughs> you can't excommunicate me. But for those who um, who do believe in believe that sort in of thing, their faith, that, that is a, a significant step. And the Catholic Church has always, um, always, to the point that they talk about uh, contraception, um, contraceptives being illegal within the church they are not mm-hmm. you, you're not supposed to be using them so to to kill a baby after its conception um is uh, the height of um a violation uh, of, of catholic belief so the fact that they've allowed this to go on for well since roe v wade since 1973 the fact that they've allowed that to go on without challenging these politicians uh it's about time um I I happen to have been born in October of 1973, so I am literally right among that first group of individuals who could have been aborted. Um, this has been a travesty, um, what we have done to the potential youth of this country. Um, we have no earthly idea how many Einsteins we've killed, how many um, Michelangelo's we've killed, how many Da Vinci's we've killed. We just don't know. When you kill 70 million people, you're bound to have killed some of the cream of the crop in that process. Um, and it just appalls me. And if you th- it, it appalls me not only because it offends my personal sensibility, but, but because it spits in the eye of God. And he's not. It is my personal opinion that the primary reason that the United States will be judged, and I believe there is a judgment coming for the United States, and I believe it is coming in the next handful of years, there's an interesting set, um, statement made about President Biden. It says, if we take him at his word, right. as far as what his spokesperson said, one, Joe Biden believes that unborn children are human beings who bear inherent and equal dignity and a right to life. But two, Joe Biden believes that this particular class of persons should be denied protection. Right against homicide afforded by law to all others yeah uh, it's the policies of the left um are about as absolutely contradictory as they can be um they say one thing depending on which uh, depending on the group they're speaking to and then they will change what they are saying uh, to fit the audience when they are speaking to the next group It, it is simply the way the left has always done business um, now, can I say that the right is not guilty of that sometimes? Yeah, the, the right is guilty of that sometimes. There's no doubt about it. But not on these foundational principles. Um, we stand for the right to life, period, plain and simple. Uh, abortion is murder. Now, if you're sitting out there and you've had an abortion, let me say that there is forgiveness for that. There is redemption from that. Um, it, it does not, I'm not proclaiming you to be an evil person because you had an abortion at some point in the past. But if you're, um, you know, the individual out there who's already had six abortions because that's your favorite form of contraceptive. And, and you're, uh, and you're and lighting you're, a, a cake up and, and, and having a big celebration because right. you had an abortion, I think you better check your humanity. Right. Uh, or the, the little twit that I saw on um, YouTube where um, 
it couldn't, the girl couldn't have been more than 19. And she said, uh, I'm headed out to the bar tonight, so I guess I'll be headed to the clinic on Monday. Uh, it's like, you know, that's, that, that is not, um, that is not a godly position. It, it just isn't. And, and it's, no, <laughs> God is going to judge us as a result. Um, yeah. So I think the Catholic church is moving. You know, I have been particularly harsh on the Catholic church at times. Um, Anytime you get an organization that big with that many men involved, and by men, I mean mankind, I don't mean men specifically, then it's going to be flawed. Now, anything that we touch, anything that we put our hands it's on, flawed. we mess up. It's yeah. just the way we are. Uh, but they have done some really great things over the years, uh, over the, the centuries. They've done some really great things. And I think this is a, a direction that um, I can stand up and applaud uh, if they will really they really have the stones to do it. They have my support. Uh, so that's the key. Do you have the stones to do, do it? Do you have the stones? You've made the first step. What comes next? Right. That's, a be, that's, that's just this written statement that they got to come up with. Uh, we'll see what that happens. And when it does, I can guarantee you I'll be talking it from a secular view and from a spiritual Absolutely. view as Absolutely. well. All right, Billy, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having you into the studio today yes, and you coming on in it. and joining me. We'll see hopefully uh, Scott and Steve next week here on the Bible Guys. Remember, if you got a question for the Bible Guys, it's bibleguys at salemlr.com. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. right here on 101 FM, The Answer. <laughs> 